Success Insight shares the stories of the people with passion and drive who make things happen in the world. Here are your hosts, Howard Fox and Randy Ford. Well, hello, Randy. How are you doing today? I'm good, Howard. How are you? Fantastic. You know, it is so hard to believe that we have just passed our second month as the hosts and producers of the Success Insight Podcast. Yeah, and this is the first time in one of the Success Insight Podcast episodes where we've actually gotten to talk to each other. You've had some great interviews. I've had a chance to talk to some great people, but cool that we have this chance that we're taking to to talk together. Definitely. And, you know, I, I think this is a, a good opportunity to, you know, have a look back at not only all that we've accomplished, but, you know, we've actually had some really great interviews. One of the things that I've seen is people do some really amazing work when you and when you get get a chance to sit down and listen to them. Yeah, that's what's been really cool about this is these people who we've had on so far and the ones we know are coming up are are really fascinating and have done great things. But the fact that they're willing to sit with us for a few minutes and talk a little bit deeper and about some of their personal stories, some of them talk about their childhood and how that has impacted the things they do. And, and everybody has been really willing to open up to us. And, and really, it's helped us really get some of the insights into their successes. I'll tell you one of my favorites, because if you talk to John Bentley or you listen to John Bentley, he's been on two times now and, and we're hoping he'll come back down the road. He is, is so kind and he's uh, just one of those people who makes you feel, um, this makes you kind of feel like the world's right, you know? Uh, and he was telling us so openly about when he wasn't like that, when he was younger, uh, and that what changed his life was a moment with a Coke can, which I can't stop thinking about, that changed his life <laughs> because someone was willing to step in and set him right. Should we play that? Yeah, yeah, yeah let's definitely play that. If you don't mind, I'll tell a story about me. Please. And it, it has to do with my 10th year in the Air Force, April 9th, 1992. I'd signed paperwork to leave the Air Force because we were reducing the size of the force after Desert Storm. And get this now, they were going to pay me $25,000. And, you know, it solved this 31-year-old, all his problems. Every one of his problems would be solved. What I'm not telling you is the reason I was leaving is they weren't promoting me fast enough. So I signed the paperwork and I walked out of our commander's office, which to our listening audience, that would be the HR office. And the most respected individual, 1,200-person organization, pulled me aside and said, hey, John, I need to share a life lesson with you because you're leaving the Air Force in December, never to return again. And he shook a Coke can very, very hard and handed it to me and said, open it. But you can imagine, I said, nope, ain't opening that, sir. Ain't opening that. He said, why not? Well, it's on you and me, and it's going to be sticky and nasty. And he took that Coke can and he set it down. And he got truthful and kind. And I really want people to listen to this piece. It wasn't truthful or kind. It was truthful and kind. See, if you're just truthful with people, you tell them whatever you want to think and you don't care how they feel. It's about you being right, you winning. Or if you're just kind, you tend to skirt the issue because you don't want to hurt someone else's feelings or you don't want your feelings to be hurt. But he did it in a truthful, kind way. And he said, John, that's what you do. You're like a Coke can when things don't go your right, that someone shakes up, they pop the top and you spew all over them. John, you have all the talent in the world, but here's what I'm going to tell you. Talent will get you nowhere until you learn to lead yourself. And if you don't learn to lead yourself, you never earn the right to lead others. And here's what happens, John. You're going to struggle. I was struggling. 
You're going to be frustrated. Oh, was I frustrated? And finally, you're going to limit your opportunities for success. So that day, I made a decision to determine why I behaved the way I did. Now, let the story continue just a little bit. 30 days later, guess whose name showed up on the promotion list? My name. Well, I had Plum disease, as Zig Ziglar would tell us. Poor little old me. Sure, you're going to promote me now. Well, I was fortunate. About 30 days later, they, they sent out a document that basically said if your name was on the promotion list, you could withdraw the paperwork and stay in the Air Force. So I didn't stay in because of the promotion. I did it because someone saw in me things I could do better and cared about me enough to tell me that. So one of the first interviews we had was with uh, an entrepreneur, a book author, David DuPont, and very much like what you just shared with John, a lot of who David is today as a result of incidents, experiences when he was a child and growing up, you know, helping his father, and that's how he became an auto mechanic. And then he shared the story of how his device, which is called the Sure Step, came about. So he's working in the cab of his truck. You know, he reached in a little too far, tried to, you know, break a, a spark plug, and he ended up essentially getting thrown back off of a milk crate he was standing on, hurt himself and realized, oh man, I cannot do that ever again. One thing I love about this story that, that uh, we're getting ready to play is that he, it came about this evolution in his product because he noticed just a few people in, his, in the customer profile had returned. And how many people um, who, who have big product sales volume take the time to look so closely to what those similarities are in customers and then what a payoff that was for him in terms of profits but also he talks about the people that he's been able to help because of that so let's let's listen to david dupont over the course of about six months i noticed that um, five or six retirement communities had ordered our product hmm. but they had all shipped it back because we give a 60-day no questions at guarantee and so i was like oh, that's very interesting that five or six would order the same product and every single one of them would ship it back. So I got on the phone and I called them and I asked them why. And they said, oh, we found your product. We saw it, the pictures, it looked, oh, it's so bright and yellow that our seniors can see it. And I said, okay. Oh, and it looked so safe and sturdy, but it was heavy duty. So we knew that they weren't going to be scared to get on it. I said, okay. And they said, and it didn't have any legs. Most well, all the other step stools have legs. And I said, well, what's the problem with legs? And he said, well, if our seniors are using it, sometimes they'll get their foot caught underneath the step, thinking they have, that, they have their foot on top of it, and they'll step forward and they'll fall. I've seen it happen several times. But I said, what are you trying to do? And they said, well, we're trying to elevate our uh, senior residents to get on our transportation bus. I said, oh, okay. And then I said, well, what'd you ship it back for? And I said, it was too tall. Really? That was all the problem. No, the no legs thing was perfect because they can't get their leg caught underneath it. And I was like, okay, cool. What were you using before? What worked? What didn't work? Um, what's the distance? What are you trying to accomplish? And then I talked to a physical therapist at one of the retirement communities, and she said six inches. And I said six inches because the distance from the ground to the first step on the bus was usually about 13, 12 to 13 inches. And I was kind of torn between six or seven inches. 
And she said, six inches. And I said, why? And she said that after hip or knee replacement, the very first physical therapy we want them to do is stair-stepping six inches. And I said, okay, six inches it is. So I created a step that was only six inches high, same design as the mechanic step, and now it has become my bestseller. It's called the senior step. It's amazing what's happened. One of our more uh, recent uh, guests has been Deb Terry, who is a leadership coach, and she works with uh, corporations around their leadership development and leadership culture. And it's been really interesting to, to hear from her about the impact her work has had on individual clients and on entire teams within very large international corporations. And that's pretty it's pretty amazing to kind of hear that kind of impact. Yeah, because when you think about organizations that are spread around the world and, and working from those different locations, one of the first things that always comes to my mind is, oh, that time difference is really annoying. But Deb was telling us that, that it's so much deeper than that. The cultural differences from people around the world really help meld the, the work environment. And if that is handled right, then it can be a benefit instead of being something that takes away. Here's, here's Deb Terry. Probably my favorite example was last year I was called into a, a global team. Their employee engagement scores were, were low. The leader was pretty much on the hook to do something different. And initially the conversation started, hey, you know, you do this disc stuff. Tell me about that. But the more we started talking, more was like, you know, you said you need to step back a little bit and really look at your organization. And I said, how would your organization, especially your leaders, there's going to be 40 people at this meeting, describe the culture of the team, how they get things done, how they work. And I said, he goes, well, I don't think it would be that good. He was a, he's a Brazilian gentleman. The more we talked, he said, you know what, you need to come and do the whole two days. And so what we did is we put together an approach where we worked with the group, helped them identify their ideal, basically do some visioning, their ideal work culture. What would it look like? What would people be saying? What would they be doing differently as leaders? What would they stop doing, continue doing, start doing? What would their employees say about their their employee experience in the organization? How would they be functioning, not just in the US, not just in Brazil, not just in China, but how would they be functioning with these global teams when they're all working better? To drive this conversation, we use the um, five behaviors of a cohesive team model by Patrick Lencioni to help drive it. So we start talking about, okay, trust, what does it look like for us? If we're going to get to this vision that we came up with, you know, what does trust look like? Not just you know, with the leadership team here, but with our teams that we have reporting to us. What is, how do we manage conflict? And then you have all these factors that, you know, cross-culturally come to play too. So, you know, an Indian might say, well, hey, this is what's important to me about culture. Brazilian might say this. So we had some great conversations. Again, then we looked at each of the dimensions of commitment. How do you drive that? How do you hold each other accountable? How do you drive those results? From there, we came up with a team charter so, okay, this is what you are going to hold each other accountable for. So as you're sitting in teleconference in your home bases, this is behaviors that works for this organization. Because if we're going to get to this cultural definition, this cultural mecca that you want to have, so people want to work in this this team within this organization. Because frankly, this organization had a reputation where, gosh, you don't want to work in this organization. It's not fun. You know, so my challenge to them, what does that look like? Again, over the past eight months, I've had regular updates with the group. And what was really great 
again, about two months ago, I happened to be in their facility and on the TV monitor, they had the pyramid that had the five behaviors of a cohesive team. They had their, their team charter popping up on the screen. They had their cultural vision, what they were trying to achieve. And all this was all over the, that particular building and campus here at their, their main headquarters. But the other part that was probably the best, I was talking to my contacts there, as well as the HR people. I said, okay, what happened with the employee engagement score? And they said it went up four points. And again, you might say four points, but you're talking 300 people all around the world. And I asked the person, I said, okay, how did this help? She said, oh my gosh, it helped tremendously because frankly, it was a global group of engineers. We had the engineers thinking and talking differently to better engage their people. Part of was launching this process and walking through the process with them, but also the individuals and the leadership taking ownership and accountability to help drive these people changes. We've got some great guests coming up. Uh, most recently, we interviewed a, a C-level executive. And when you hear about the logos, the companies he's led, you're going to recognize them. But he just authored a book on leadership and management. So that's coming up. We have a, a network marketing entrepreneur. So this is a guy that decided college is not for me. And I don't want a nine to five job working in a cubicle. And he's been very successful in the network marketing space. And we also have a, um, a marketing director of a, a local construction company who is passionate about networking. So, you know, you and I are both involved in a variety of networking groups. Yeah. Well, this guy, along with a couple other partners, actually started their own networking group. Wow. And now it's evolving. And so really some interesting stories and just hearing not only their insights about why they pursued the, a particular path, but also to hear about what's been working, what's been a challenge and where are they going with their, with their business. Right. And, and hopefully some good lessons that all of us can take away to think about it. I, I, you know, I mentioned earlier that, that this is the first time we've been on Success Insight at the same time. And I also realized that people probably don't really know who we are. We're just these guys who show up and start asking people questions. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Fox Coaching? What I like to share with folks is I'm a recovering IT business consultant. That's usually the first words out of my mouth. You know, I was just alone in a hotel room and and it was actually a very beautiful place victoria british columbia and i was incredibly miserable and i decided i needed a new career and i went back to school in my 40s got my master's in leadership development it included uh, an accredited coach training program in another most beautiful place in the world and since then i've been doing life and career coaching as one path there's the executive and leadership coaching which is another path of something very similar to John Bentley or, or Deb Terry. And then I also do a lot of work with clients, individuals, and teams in the area of LinkedIn to work on their profiles, but also to coach them, teach them how to use LinkedIn to develop stronger relationships with their LinkedIn connections. So it turns into new business. And the, this whole podcast idea is just something that I've always, I like doing it. It gets me out of my comfort zone. Not many people know I'm an introvert, but I really am. But this podcasting gets me out of a comfort zone. I get to meet really cool people and develop relationships. And I, I, that has been fantastic. 
when we met, what I think when both of our minds got ticking about this is, is uh, I, I uh, am in practice as first story strategies, and that's all about helping people find and tell their stories about the, the impact they have on the world. And uh, because it's easy to talk about ourselves and what we do in the ways that we've kind of been trained to do that for years and years, but mm -hmm. stories are the way that if we go back to the beginning of time, before there was PowerPoint, before there were bullet points, stories were the way that we communicated. And so it's the mm -hmm. stories of people we help every day uh, that make professionals get out of bed to go and do what they do. So that's that's what I like helping people do, uh, people, nonprofits and, and small businesses in particular. So that's why uh, when we got our heads together, we realized that this was going to be something that was pretty cool to do. And, and it has been so far, I think. It's been fun. It's just, uh, you know, I remember when Fox Coaching started my, and I produced my first website, it was all about me. Here's who I am. Here's where I went to school. Here's all the products. And, you know, as I was trying to grow a coaching practice, grow a business, that wasn't growing. And then somewhere along the line, this idea of stories and not worrying about my story, but let's hear from the client about their story. Yeah. And that was pretty powerful. And so, like you said, when you and I met in the first story strategies, it was like this massive light bulb just went out of my head. It's like, I got to talk to this guy. It's <laughs> well, been fun. Uh, so we, we are, hope that people will uh, subscribe if you're listening to this and you haven't subscribe wherever you get podcasts and uh, rate and review is always helpful to get feedback also online at successinsightpodcast.com I am online at firststorystrategies.com or I'm on LinkedIn or you can find me on Twitter at firststorystrat you can find uh, find me and contact me via foxcoaching.com I'm also on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, just search for Fox Coaching Inc. Search for, for Success Insight Podcast. You can also find us on successinsightpodcast.com and you can actually follow us from that page as well and comment. Always good to talk to you uh, and thank you everybody for listening. We hope you'll join us uh, next time on Success Insight Podcast. We'll talk to you then. Bye everybody. Success Insight is a production of Fox Coaching and First Story Strategies. Find us online, successinsightpodcast.com.